Hi. Hi. Welcome back to With Friends Like Us. We are Annalise. And Taylor. Your resident besties. All right. Let's start first and foremost. Coffee time. Coffee time. What do we have? Something delicious, hopefully, in your cup, because it looks different than what you normally have. Well, you know... I really wanted to go rogue today. And I was like, you know what sounds really good? A frappuccino sounds so good. Ooh, I know. You're not and a frappuccino girly. I'm not, but I was like, I kind of want like a milkshake vibe today. Uh, yeah. And they had been advertising Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Has been advertising that mint java yeah. chip, right? And I was like, ooh, I love me some mint chocolate. And so I ordered a, a tall because I was like, you know, I don't need all that much. And we drive away and I literally go to take a sip and I was like, this is rancid no it was so bad it was so bad i was like i can't so i literally pulled back around and got oh, back into the drive <laughs> my literal worst nightmare thank <laughs> god i wasn't driving you no know? but here's the thing like i understand that like it's a taste bud thing and it's not their fault that their drink is disgusting it's not like they made it funky like you could tell it was a beautiful looking frappuccino right. it just tasted horrible to me so i went ahead and modified my drink just a little bit i didn't do the sweet cream cold foam but i did the triple espresso with my pumps of vanilla and, and uh, white mocha, but I just added regular cream to it. So it does okay. look different, but it's basically the same thing. <laughs> it's really good that way too. If you're not a fan of like the heaviness and the thickness of the sweet cream cold foam, because I know that, I mean, it's made with heavy cream, either that, or if you're like mildly lactose intolerant, oh, switch yeah. to Jeez. like the lighter cream. Yeah. Do not go heavy cream. <laughs> do not do it. She will have explosive diarrhea yeah. or whatever happens to you. Yeah. But anyway, so I just switched to that, got you something to replicate or I replicated the same drink so that you could try it. Yes. And it is actually very tasty. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely more espresso-y because the cream doesn't really cut that part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's really good, right? Yeah, I think so. And I mean, we've determined that we're not food sisters in any capacity except for our coffees. Yeah. But I will say I've never created one for her to try. (laughs) (laughs) She always creates them. And I'm like, that sounds good. Honestly, I think because we like that really good balance of the sweet, but with the coffee. Yeah. I still need a taste of coffee. It can't be straight cream. Yeah, exactly. Because if they put too much cream, you better believe I'm going to be like, this needs to be remade. (laughs) Well, yeah. If you drove Back to the Starbucks to say, I I don't like your frappuccino. I looped around. Okay. I went, it was like, do, 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 do. And just went right back in. Oh, no. I could never. I just would have thrown it in the trash and just not had a coffee that day. Yeah, I can't do that. I mean, yeah, that's a waste of money because it is so expensive. And I figure too, like... I'm bringing coffee here. I yeah. can't just show up and be like, I didn't get a coffee this time, but here's yours. Uh, were they, how do they act? Um, well, I try to be funny. I was <laughs> like, this was so bad. <laughs> and they were like, that's they were, not funny. But you know what? Shout out to the Starbucks because they were like, we'll make you whatever drink you want. You don't have to pay for it. And I was like, no, 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 that's not what I want. I'm just saying that I didn't enjoy it. So that's why I'm back. So you're not judging me that you just saw my face and here I am again getting another <laughs> coffee. Like, and one of the girls was like, oh yeah, it's not my favorite. And I was like, yeah, I wish somebody would have been like, oh, don't do it. That I'm glad to know. Not that I probably ever would have picked that one. I do love their Java chip, but I am just not a mint girl. Um, and I know that my cousin, shout out Katie, she's a big Dutch Brothers fan, which mm-hmm. I will pick Starbucks over Dutch Brothers most often. Every time. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> but she gets like a green drink. And just the other day, my sister was like, what are you drinking? Mm-hmm. And she's like, it's a 
ninja white coffee with white mocha or something. And I'm like, what exactly is a ninja? Yeah. And it's like creme de menthe. So, and she oh. gets extra creme de menthe. So her cup literally looks like a ninja turtle. Like a, like, like a matcha? Um, a little bit lighter. Okay. But yeah, and like more milky maybe, like a milky matcha. Did and you try it? No. And I almost asked her to, to uh, the other day, but I was like, uh, she's already drank so much and it because it looks so milky, like drinking after someone like milky drinks, not going to happen. No, it's like no. frothy in your mouth. Oh, stop. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> But I really did want to know. So I was like, oh, does it taste like an Andy's mint or something? Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, she couldn't really describe it. She was like, it does taste minty. She did say, though, that like if you get the ninja um, frost at Dutch Ugh. Brothers, which is like the milkshake version without yeah. coffee, she said that literally tastes like mint chip ice cream. Oh. So she's like, I do like that when I don't want coffee. And I was like, OK. See, and I felt like that that was my vibe. Because I was like, oh, like a milkshake-ish taste sounds good because I really like their double chocolate chip frappuccinos. Like that's just a milkshake. But I was like, I love mint chip ice cream. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that just sounds good to me. And I just so desperately wanted it to be that like minty, refreshing, like light. Well, and mint is just so hard because if it's done the wrong way it just you can go either way because my sister's like well are you does it taste like you're drinking toothpaste and here i am like does it taste like an andy's mint and yeah because like i wouldn't want to drink obviously toothpaste tasting something yeah. but mint is a very hard flavor to like get right and i feel like maybe what threw me off and i don't know because i haven't checked the ingredients of how they make this drink i'm more of a peppermint girl uh, and it tasted a little bit like spearmint oh no trash no but i could be lying and it is peppermint but it just was so oh it was not the vibe at we all. should look that up because spearmint and peppermint very di- i will not put a piece of spearmint gum near my no. my chompers my mouth nothing Agreed. someone Agreed. hands me extra spearmint no like i would literally have to have just thrown up to put that in my mouth just <laughs> to get the taste of throw up out uh, of my mouth it makes me kind of nauseous to think about like that's how much i don't yeah, like spearmint i agree with you all right, let's tell our listeners what we're actually going to be <laughs> yeah. talking about today. And Sorry, not just Starbucks and mint. <laughs> <laughs> now that you all know our preferences. <laughs> so today we wanted to chat a little bit about like friendship and what that means to us. And when Annalise and I sat down and we're planning this episode, we decided on the three most important qualities of what a friendship is to us. Yeah. And how those have helped us grow our friendship. So I think we're ready to get into it. Grab your bestie, your favorite coffee, and let's go. Let's do it. So I feel like we should start off with answering a question, each okay. of us. And the question is, what do we think is a definition of a true friend? You first. I would definitely say, to me, a true friend is dependable, like, in more ways than just the physical, too. You know, like, they can take me on a car ride or something. Like, someone that's going to be there emotionally is loyal, for sure. I also need someone that's funny. Like, sorry, if you're not going to like, I okay, is that a true friend quality? <laughs> Can I tell you? Can I literally tell you what you're saying right now is like you're writing a, a profile on a dating website. <laughs> oh my God, you're right. 
they have to be dependable. I love it. No, keep going. But I guess I would want a true friend in my partner. So. Yeah, no, no, no. That's true. I'm just saying like the no, way you're laying it out. I'm you're like, right. oh my God, it's just a dating website. God, no, never. To be continued. Oh, no, but like, I think a true friend for me is someone that I know I could call on for anything. Even if it's like, I just need to ask you this question. I want someone that's going to be honest with me. Although sometimes, you know, it can be a little touchy. Like, you're a little too honest. Yeah. But I feel like I need to work on that. Like, I uh, want about being sensitive. Yes. Got you. Because I want someone that can, like, tell me. Well, that's where communication comes in because yeah. I feel, well, we'll get into that. Bring that back up. Okay. About sensitivity and honesty and stuff. Okay. Definitely honest, loyal. I basically want you to be a golden retriever. <laughs> <laughs> Sit. <Yes>. Okay. <laughs> I think the definition of a true friend for me would be someone that you allow to see you completely naked and not in like the, you see my boobs and my butt, but like you have seen me cry. You have seen me laugh till I pee. You have seen me uncomfortable. I've probably fought with you and been snippy with you. Like a true friend is someone that has seen all of that and still chooses to make you a priority in their life. That is so perfect. Yeah. Because I agree with that totally, too. Yeah. And I just feel like you have a ton of friends or you don't. But I'm saying, like, if you have a lot of friends, like a true friend is someone that you like choose even through the bullshit to still make them a priority in your life. Mm -hmm. And you're not afraid to lose them with like something stupid. You know what I mean? Like, I may be afraid to hurt your feelings, but I know that if I were to say something like I know you're not just going to tell me to go fuck myself and it's over. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I know that our friendship is going to withstand, even though it may go through like weird seasons, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. But we'd always come back together. Yeah. That's what I think a true friend is. Like, uh, you make a conscious effort to have this person in your life and you allow them in completely and you tell them things that like you probably shouldn't, you know? Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Your hands are so much better than mine. No, that that's so good. Like so true as well. You need to be your most vulnerable i like that we're naked self most authentic self without authentic self without fear that that person is going to judge you or not Mm -hmm. like you Mm -hmm. and guess what if they do then they really aren't your true friend well and that's the thing like i feel like you know everyone is human and everyone has their own beliefs and their own life experiences and stuff and like that's where the other things come into play like communication and stuff i'm sure there's something that i could do or say that would maybe make you question our friendship if we can work through it then yeah we're true friends and we can move past that Mm -hmm. i don't honestly know if there's anything you could say that would make me question our friendship like at all i feel like I might because instinctively I'm probably going to be like taken aback a little depending on what it is yeah but I'm also the person that will sit and reflect on that Mm -hmm. for a long time too like and not saying like oh it will be a year before I come back to you know like I'll sit and reflect on that even after we've discussed it again especially if it's something that I'm like oh my god she was so right but I would never question like my love for you yeah or is this the end no because I'm I feel if you were truly to tell me something that like was that serious and made me question it, I'd be like, that's how honest she was being. Like, I need to take that to heart because there's a reason why she said that. Yeah. We would also be able to like be open enough to revisit that conversation two, three, four, five times, however <laughs> yeah. many times yeah, we yeah. needed until we felt comfortable and like where we were at in that. Yeah. 
Because I'm definitely not someone, I don't like to really push things under the rug. Like, I like to address it. And I well, am also one the like, we're going to talk about it a few times. Well, and because you don't want it ruminating. You don't right, want right. You don't want to then start spiraling into something that it's not because that's not healthy. <sighs> yes. Taylor and I, when we were discussing this episode, like she said earlier, we really identified what makes this a friendship successful to us mm-hmm. and what we really thought. And it was kind of cool the way we were like, oh, absolutely. These are number three. Yeah. So we did, we uh, decided on communication, quality time and vulnerability. So communication being our first, I guess I wouldn't say these are in any particular order. No. So communication being one of our qualities, how do you think communication is important to you as an individual, but also in a friendship? Oh my God. Communication is everything. Key, right? Key to every relationship that you have in life, Mm -hmm. because How else are you going to expect somebody to know what your wants and your needs are if you can't tell them Yeah, or if you can't be honest with them and tell them what you need? And I feel like that's like so important in a friendship because I mean, you have like your family that has like known you and you have like your other friends that have known you. But like when you're in a true friendship, like you and I are like, we spend so much time together. We talk all the time. You always have to be in communication to let them know like what's working and what's not what you need without sounding like a motivational poster in an office. It's the (laughs) communication is the key to success. Well, yeah, I mean, it is is because I find like those people or those friendships that I previously had, maybe once the communication kind of like dies out, you kind of forget about them in a sense. Yeah. On the same hand, if it's someone that you're like, you know, they're cool, but I would never dream of telling them this or like being honest about that. Yeah. Then it it's just a surface level friendship because you really need that that key component of communication. Yeah. And like with communication comes the honesty piece. You need to have a conversation with your friend. Maybe it's something that is touchy. Or maybe it's something that like has been bothering you or something. And like the honesty piece has to come with it Mm -hmm. because if you can't have those conversations, you can't talk about it. You can't tell them something that like maybe they don't want to hear, but like you really need to tell them that like what kind of friendship do you really have? If you can't be honest and communicate with the person that you give so much of your time to. Mm -hmm. I think though, if I can say this, I think I might be right. We are both very similar in a way of like, we don't want to hurt someone else. Yeah. So maybe we would reserve some honesty or not say something that's on our chest right away to make sure we have the right words when we want to say it. Yeah. But I also feel like, at least for me, I don't feel like I have had such an issue with anything that you've done where I feel like it's worth even saying does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, but you're also so, I feel like you're so laid back. Me? Yeah. I feel like a lot of things do bother me. I'm very sensitive as a human being. I know. And I wish you would say, because let me. Oh God, here we go. <laughs> no, no, no. And it's not about you. It's not about you. I know. And I've been wanting to tell you this. I have been sitting with this. Oh no. For like the last week and a half since the last time we did stuff. And I feel like a horrible person. Why? Because my communication was atrocious. 
because what? I am controlling. It's not a good quality. And I think you. And yeah, you are. Yeah. But it's, yeah, I, but I get it. I know, but I it's not okay. No, but it's you. not okay. Like in some situations, <laughs> in some situations, it's like, okay. And I even told myself after, like you left and I was like, you know what, Taylor? In some situations, it's okay to be controlling because you might drive us to like, not physically drive us, but like you might get us to yeah, this place. Yeah, you're steering the ship. Yeah. I get it. But no. We're editing this episode. And I was like, yeah, edit it, learn. And you were doing such a good job. And I was being so rude. And I was like, my communication could have been so much better throughout that. I've not been like, I can't see the screen. <laughs> Which at the time, because I'm controlling. <laughs> and then I was passive aggressive, passive aggressive. And was like, here, go ahead. You do it. Yeah. You were like, but, you go ahead. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. I literally she hit her limit. Moment, no, but in that moment, I was like, I literally don't care. I know, but go ahead and that's like the, but that's the thing like <sighs> no please don't because like i know who you are to your core like i know you want to drive i know i'm getting in your car but guess what i love being a passenger yeah you have always been like that yeah like i i, I know but still i'm like even still i don't have to be rude and in that moment that's why i'm like this is where the communication where and honesty i'm like i wish she would have just been like Bitch. chill Yes. <laughs> no. But I was like, she would never do it. But no. I just need her to be like, chill. But that's because in that moment, like that wasn't enough for me to even say anything because I know how you are. I know like you had been driving the editing and I'm like, and once I got to it, I knew I was getting, you know, like command T or whatever. <laughs> I knew I was getting trigger happy on cutting stuff because I was like, oh my God, I kind of like this. This I is kind of cool. It's, it's cool. Cause you feel like, wow, I'm cool. Cool. Yeah, I know how to run like a program. Fun. Yeah. But like in that moment when I could tell it started to shift for you, I was like, it's, I know enough. I don't need to do this. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's, again, you're so nice. But I started to get a little bit like, oh, why is she mad? But then I was like, because this is her thing and I don't have to do this. Yeah. But here's the thing. It's not my thing. We started this together. I've never used GarageBand before this. I know, but I feel like you like driving the editing. You like being the button pusher. I like being in control and that's something I need to work <laughs> on. That's what it comes down to is control and that's not okay. So I'm just saying I apologize. You are forgiven. Thank you. I appreciate Later it. We're editing from now on. <laughs> <laughs> no, we will never go through that again. Oh no, my God. it was fun. Um, it was fun and you were really good at it. You would splice the pieces together. And I was like, oh, she hit that perfectly. Thank you for being honest. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm a very sensitive person. So like 150%. It's hard. It's hard in those moments. And I think that like, if something was really that serious, I probably wouldn't have said it in the moment, but I would have said something later and have just been approached you about it. Good. Yeah. Because, and so that is funny, like, because you are a sensitive person, that you are also not the person that would be like, pump the brakes, pause here for being so sensitive. You know, you think you would like try and stop it in its tracks. No, because I'm a people pleaser too. Yeah. Which outweighs a lot. I think so. And I think that like, I don't know, I feel like if you asked my family the same question about me, they would have a different response because sometimes I'm mean to them. <laughs> like, I'm not as nice to them because like. It's the same shit all the time. I just kind of say what comes to my mind and I don't hold back. Yeah. So in a way of honesty too, this is, you know, what a best friend is for as well. 
what a lot of people obviously wouldn't know because you don't live in my house is that like I love getting my hair cut. Love it. But I'm not the person that will like really go to a salon because I'm like, that's just so much time and effort. So most often I'd be like, hey, whoever's in my house, just take a pair of the kitchen scissors and cut oh, my God. hair. I would never. Just just cut it. Like, I don't care. Do you have skills? No. Is it going to be crooked? Maybe. But I wear my hair up most of the time, so it doesn't really matter. So before <laughs> I went on a big trip a few years ago, same story. I'm like, you know what? I want my hair. And let's also put this. It's not people trimming. Generally, I'm cutting off enough where I'm donating it to locks of love or something. So it's a big, drastic cut. Yeah. And if you if you could see Taylor... Taylor either has hair to her collarbone or it's down to her butt crack. Oh, like literally. There's literally nothing in between. No. And it grows so fast. She always has this long horse mane of hair. Yeah. And that's why I'm constantly cutting it. Cause I get so like, I'm like, Oh, it's hot. Or now it's getting heavy in the bun, like on my head. Cause I always wear it up. So I was getting ready for this trip and I'm like, oh, I want to chop off all my hair, have my mom cut my hair off. I was like, perfect. I'm like, how does it look? She's like, good. I'm like, great. I trust you because you're usually my stylist in the house when it comes to hair. I'm like, cool, feeling good. I straighten it to go to work the next day. Literally, I'm there for five minutes. Annalise looks at me and says, you let your mom cut your hair again, didn't you? And I was like, yeah. And I said, how do you know? She goes, because it looks like the bottom of a broom. I was like... Wow. <laughs> Cut me deep. Like, is it that please bad? make an appointment to get that fixed. <laughs> I was like, is it that bad? And she was like, yes. Mind you, I'm getting ready for a trip in a few days. So I'm like, I don't have time to go to a salon. So I'm like, hey, call your sister because she went to cosmetology school. Can she fix my hair? And I go over to Annalise's house that night. Her sister comes over and I believe she even laughed at it. And I was like, guys, is it that bad? Well, Okay. Even on the best day, kitchen scissors. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing. They're not even really sharp. So a lot of times you'll get going and you're like, oh, I got too much. Like, oh, it's not cutting. It's getting stuck. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, but I live when people are like, can you cut my hair? I'm like, shave a les up in there. Like, take it sideways. Trim up the bottom perpendicular. Like, yeah, to the hair, you know, and you just like trim the edges up. And you do that? Yeah. <laughs> No, you will never do that to me. The Okay, just for all of you listening, she's literally has both hands up like they're scissors <laughs> and she's going in every direction. Edward scissor hands yes. is what she just did in the air. Yeah. I will never let you touch my hair. No, I love it. Oh, yeah. Neither will Samantha, my youngest sister anymore, because she swears that I intentionally chopped all her hair off one day when she asked me to trim it during quarantine. And I did. And she was like, you cut off so much. It's so short. And then I start laughing because I was uncomfortable. And I was like, oh, you want it? She goes, I didn't want it that short. She was so upset. Luckily, she didn't have anywhere to go. I know. (laughs) So true. I know, right? Why are you complaining? You were stuck in a house. Exactly. Well, looking in the mirror, it probably wasn't pleasant. (laughs) It probably looked like a broom, too. Yeah, (laughs) probably did. And she has curly hair, so it was worse. It was bushy. Yikes. Well, I feel like if you would have said that to me, I would have started crying. So <laughs> there's the difference between you and I. That's true. I was just like, okay, well, let's fix this. I thought it was hilarious. And I've told the story to people before and they literally, literally the responses are only a best friend could say that to you. And I was like, I guess. Yeah. Cause 
That's true. If anyone else at work had said that to me that day, I would have been like, who do you think you are? Okay. Don't look at me. Speaking of people at work, I got that like haircut where it's like at your shoulders, maybe a little bit past. And I had like blown it out and everything. And a guy that I worked with was like, you look like that guy from Shrek. He said, Lord I look like Lord Fa- yes, I am not even kidding you. I, I ripped him a new one. I was like, that is the worst thing to tell somebody. I, and he was fully serious. Yes. I was so pissed off. And I literally was like, I don't exactly remember what I said because it was a while ago. But something along the lines of like, you shouldn't be comment on women's hair. Like all I like went full deep. In, <laughs> you like, went full feminism. I did. I was like, why the fuck do you think that you can talk to me like that and say that to me? Like, absolutely not. It's not funny. And then when I thought about it later, I was like, he fucking called me Lord Farquaad. And then I looked in the mirror and I was like, because I look like fucking Lord Farquaad. We never going to admit that to him. No. no. And in the moment, like I was feeling myself that day too, because yeah. I had like just done my hair and everything. And like one of my other coworkers was like, oh my God, your hair looks so cute, like blowing me up. And so my head got so big. This guy's over here saying, you look like the guy from Shrek. <laughs> and I was like, are you calling me fat? Or are you calling me Lord Farquaad? <laughs> are you calling me the ogre <laughs> or the short guy on the horse? Exactly. Exactly. I'm like, never comment like that. Never say that you look like someone from a movie when you know it's an insult. Yeah. I guess we both have tragic stories going to work. Yeah. But like, that's like the honesty piece. Like, you know, if you would have come to me or like one of my sisters would have come to me and been like, man, you got that Lord Farquaad vibe going today. I probably would have been like, fuck you. But with him, (laughs) I was like deeply hurt and offended and super sensitive about it. So like to your point, true friend, like, yeah, yeah. nobody else. So I guess I should bring this up because I am the one at fault. You and I have really good communication when it comes to like when we're in person, man, like we vibe, like we could talk for hours. Obviously, Mm -hmm. that's why we decided to start a podcast. But like when we're not together i am the worst communicator when it comes to like phone communication okay so you always say that because i I feel like i feel like you're good so then what happens is (laughs) i get a big head because i think you're good at it and you're like i'm horrible i never respond i'm like well she always responds to me so maybe i'm the only one that matters i mean i probably respond to you the most because of the effort you put in oh so i am not the one that matters No, you're the person I literally text the most. I literally text you the most. But I'm saying like, I feel bad because you'll text me and then I'll see it and then I forget to respond. And then three hours later I go, oh my God, I forgot to text her back. She's probably ruminating at home (laughs) thinking that I'm mad at her or like I'm avoiding texting her back. But like literally if I don't have my phone, my kids have my phone. Oh, the other day I was at your house for, I don't know four five hours maybe and literally before i left you were like where's my phone and then you're like oh it's still my purse i never took it out i was i literally looked at you and i was like it's been in there since before i got here yeah you were like yeah i put it in there when i took the girls to school never took it out and i was like well that makes sense when i text you and told you i was on my way you didn't hear yeah i was like like, whoa i'm I'm clearly addicted i could not have left my phone in my purse that long but here's the thing like i am on social media and stuff like when I have a moment like when I'm like sitting and relaxing I have my phone 100% but if I'm doing stuff or I'm distracted or I'm doing stuff with my kids or whatever it may be I don't even know where my phone is yeah so like I understand but that's like important though because 
I feel like you'll text me like a literal novel. Like I have to, the, it'll fill up my entire screen and then, I'll, so and then I'll respond to you hundred percent symbol. Literally. Or yep. Or something ridiculous. And then I'll like think about it and I'm like, Oh man, she just typed all that. And then I'll be like, okay, response one, return, return, response two, return, return. Well, I will say it's good. Cause we did have communication about that once. Cause when we worked together, we used G chat all the time because yeah. that was our way to like communicate about people. Like, Oh my God, can you believe what this person said? Blah, blah, blah. Or just talk. And I remember specifically telling her once, do you not like me to send this stuff to you? Because I do write you novels, like yeah. literally, because I'll just like get to typing and I need to type everything that comes to my head. And they're fully grammatically correct too. <laughs> okay. Like fucking commas on oh, point and everything. And she is not exaggerating when she'll be 100% emoji, maybe even not 100 percentage. It's literally the emoji. Yeah. And I'm like, that's all I get for this Emmy, <laughs> this this freaking short story short story <laughs> over here and then so i asked her i'm like do you not like it she's like no i do i just don't like to type it yeah and i was like okay i like knowing that because i don't feel awkward because at first i was like maybe i should stop writing her novels no. because i don't want to be like her to be like i only just don't say anything because i don't want to make her feel bad no Definitely not. In fact, like I will call you sometimes and be like, look, I just had, it was too much to text. Like I just, I'll just call you. You literally did that the other day. Yeah. I'm like, I can't because like, it's just so much effort for me to get all of that in, in a text message when I could just pick up the phone and call you and get it done in 30 seconds. You know? So true. But I'm also, you're probably only, no, okay. So I do talk to my siblings on the phone, but like, God forbid, if anyone I didn't know or I didn't recognize in the number or it was like a random person I had saved that I hadn't talked to in years, you were going straight to voicemail. Yeah. Because I am a texter all the way. Yeah. And I feel like we've gotten better with that recently with talking on the phone, but like, I know you don't like to talk on the phone. So like I, even if I feel like, oh, I'm going to pick up the phone and call her. I'm like, no, just text her. Cause I, well, you could call me. I know, but I feel like you don't enjoy that. So it's, and it's not that serious for me. And if it is, I'll call you. Yeah. See, like when you call, I pick, if I hear my phone, I'll always pick it up because I'm like, okay, this like yesterday we were on for like, two hours, two and a half hours. I mean, I'm just someone that prefers the text and maybe it's just because I'm like, oh, they asked me something. I need to <laughs> take a minute to respond. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, whereas me, like, I feel like I'm at home and like I'm FaceTiming my sister or I'm talking on the phone with my mom. Like I'm just always on the phone FaceTiming or calling because it's just so much easier. And usually mm-hmm. most of the time my kids are like messing around and they want to talk and all that yeah. stuff. And I'm like, it's just so much easier. You can also catch the vibes on the phone and the FaceTime too, which is nice. Like that's why most often I will FaceTime my siblings because I'm like, I need to know what this vibe is. Cause I'm not detecting it in the text. Yeah. So I need to know what is your face looking like right now? Yeah. And I feel like that's dangerous in text too. Like you uh-huh. can misread tone and like yes. that could be a huge communication piece. Cause I feel like I don't want to say I can pinpoint it. Cause I don't think I can, but I feel like I've gotten vibes from you off of text messages where I'm like, shit, she's mad. (laughs) Like I said, I'm very sensitive. So like, I'm also very sensitive to vibes. I can walk into a room and know exactly what I'm walking into. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's kind of, I can too. It's kind of a curse. And I hate that because then it affects my mood Mm -hmm. and my vibe in text messages. I've been like, Oh, 
maybe she's mad or maybe she's irritated or maybe I didn't respond the right way or like whatever it may be. And then like you and I both are like really, I think you and I like love to backpedal a lot too. We're like, (laughs) we'll send something and then we'll be like, Oh, but you know, like, it's fine. Like it's like, it's whatever. No worries. Yeah. So like, maybe we need to work on that. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, we do do that. But I feel like I do that with everyone because it's more like, oh, let me see if they want to do this. And then if they don't respond for 10 minutes, I'm like, seriously, it's, and in my head when I'm sending it, I'm like, no, seriously, it's, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. You're like trying to reassure them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But totally. And especially I'll tell you what makes it really hard with like voice text now, because I find myself using that a lot is it is very grammatically correct. And I told someone once, cause I was texting with them and I was like, I never know if you're upset. And they were like, why? And I was like, Cause you use periods oh, <laughs> and they were like, well, that's how you end a sentence. And I'm like, but in a text message, like that's why you see me using exclamation points or I just don't end the sentence because to me, that's like hard stop. And like, I know people that'll be like, yes, period. And I'm like, oh, oh. man, they don't like that. Well, do you also feel the same way about like when people like a message oh, or like thumbs it. up? I'm sorry. I don't care what anyone says. If you thumbs up a person, you've just told them to fuck you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's, I'm sorry. Like if you thumbs up, I know, like I, if I hit you back with a thumbs up, I'm mad. A hundred percent. If I use that. Okay. But I will say there are certain people in my family that are notorious, uh, react. What is it? You react. react. So I know if I use it to them, it's just how they speak. It's their language. So they're not going to be offended. Yeah. But I also wonder if we are so sensitive to it based on how it was used towards us in the workplace a lot. I guess that's true. But I feel like even before then, that's how I felt. Yeah. I mean, I've never been a fan. And both my sisters know that, too. And they're not fans. Yeah. So if I get one of them thumbs upping the literal emoji thumbs up. Oh, no. Way worse than the reaction. And what's funny now is because now on iPhone, you can actually flip someone off. There's an emoji for a flip off. So I'm like, just send that to me. So I know, (laughs) like quit being (laughs) passive aggressive. Yeah. Usually I send that more as like a joke, but it's that thumb where I'm like, Ooh, Mm. I just served you or you just served me. Yeah. Don't ever do that to me Mm -hmm. because I literally will. It will start a world war. (laughs) I will will be like, slit your throat. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, that is so rude. Don't respond to me or actually give me a response. Clearly we have visceral reactions to this (laughs) either from our past trauma with it or just generally. So now you know, I think we should jump into quality time. Okay. And I feel like it's probably going to be probably the same for you and I, because it is our, Love language. language. I feel like you and I do a really good job of when we spend time together, we do spend quality time. Mm-hmm. We're not like on our phones. We're not like distracted by other things or yeah. like not paying attention to each other. Like, I guess from the time that we stopped working together till we decided to start this podcast, we weren't seeing each other all that often. Mm-hmm. But I feel like. When we did, it was good quality time. I hear people say like, oh, I could just sit on my phone. We could both scroll TikTok the whole time. And I'm like, what's the point? Yeah. Just do that at your own house then. Like, I don't get it. That's like a roommate thing. Yeah. Like, this is your friend. Aren't you there to like chat and hang out or just like experience whatever you guys are doing together? Not sit and watch TV or be on your phone. Yeah. 
But I feel like younger generations, I think, are a lot like that. Like, they just like to be together and do whatever they want. It's so bizarre. (laughs) I think so, too. But I feel like even when we weren't, like, in seasons where we were, like, in each other's lives daily because we didn't work together and stuff, like, I feel like we still communicated via Mm. texting or whatever every day. And then when we did plan to do, like, quality time or to hang out, like, that's exactly what it was. Like, we would Mm -hmm. catch up. We would have full on conversations and all of that. But I feel like that's always been a thing for us, like Mm -hmm. uninterrupted, intentional time and then catching up and like really just exploring that way. Yeah. I mean, from like the time we were young, like I would come to your house and we would just spend like hours swimming or hanging out in your room or I don't know, playing on your karaoke. I mean, we would watch movies. We did that. Yeah. I don't know. I loved it. Really? Yeah. Oh my God, I blocked it out. Probably. But I mean, we would watch movies because you did introduce me to Selena. Oh my God, I'm wearing a Selena t shirt today. How funny. That is. But I mean, I would literally, every time I'd go over there, I'd be like, can we please watch Selena? Anything for For Selena's. Exactly. So I think we did, like, from young ages, like, we would just get together and literally hang out. But I feel like, yes. As we've gotten older and our lives have changed and they've become busier, you know, I hate to keep saying it, but like being a mom, it's like your schedule is literally like it's not your own anymore. I feel like it has been a little bit harder, Mm -hmm. I would say, to like schedule having time like my kids literally live inside of my skin so they don't let me leave the house or they don't want me to they throw a fit whatever like even today coming here it was like a huge thing Mm -hmm. for me to leave the house there are obstacles but I feel like we still make it work totally and I think also being even if I wasn't their godmother I would still like be coming over and like doing the same exact things yeah, but I let, do with them. But let's be real. When you come over to my house and my children are there, we are not having quality time. Oh, no. We're just no. at that point. We're merely in the same room. Yeah. And like <laughs> we're literally trying so hard to have one More fluid conversation. conversation and the kids will not no, let us. Because when I'm there, they are inside my skin. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> and I low-key love that because I get to sit on a chair by myself without someone crawling on my body and on my head. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that is so true. Things have really evolved because it is a lot harder to like just get one-on-one time. Like I can't even, well, when we went to the city last summer and like saw the play, oh, that yeah. was so nice. It was. I feel like that would be so hard to plan something like that just because you enjoy being with the kids, obviously, and they enjoy being with you. Now, that being said that you don't work, maybe it would be a little bit different because you spend so much more time with them. I mean, hit me at the end of the summer when I feel like I can breathe again. I probably oh, yeah. will. <laughs> Do you think that our friendship would suffer without quality time? Yeah. <sighs> suffer is a big word. But yeah, because I think it's so important to both of us. Yeah, like I agree. in every sense, like quality time is what I crave. Yeah, same. And, and then I feel like when I don't get that with people... I feel like more and more disconnected. Se- yes, disconnected. Yeah. yeah. No, I get it because I feel like when you and I have gone through time where like we haven't seen each other in a mm-hmm. while, our conversations maybe are a little awkward sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? That like it could take a little bit of time to yeah. like get back into that routine or back into like the vibe. Yeah. Luckily, that has not been the case with us in a while. Like no. honestly, I we definitely text every single day. 
But I think there within like the last couple of years, I remember there'd be a time where like it would go a whole day and we haven't texted. And I'm like, oh my God, I haven't talked to her all day. Yeah. I've literally gone like, and I've been a little bit sensitive and in my head about this, but like there have been times where like we didn't text all day and I'm like, is she testing to see if I'm going to text first on the next day? Because I didn't text at all the, the last day and neither did she, but like maybe she's like ball in your court, bitch. So then, so then I'll text like, good morning. Cause I'm like, I can't go like more than one day. Like that just makes it seem like we're not friends anymore. I know. I was going to say though, isn't it funny how we always, okay. I don't, you do almost all the time. Like you always start a text with morning. And it's like the initial text. Oh, I don't like to delve more into it. Like I no, just, just say like, one thing. Good morning. Oh, and then okay. that's it until I respond. I will do the same if I'm not going to respond. A lot of times it's like I have something on my mind. So I'm going to text you. And then I'm like, I always think that's so rude. She always gives you a sun salutation in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be like, oh, and morning too, by the way, LOL. Is there a purpose why you say good morning? Is it like saying if I'm awake, which we all know I am? No, I just feel like I I just always want to like... Start your day on a positive note. No, my, my whole thing is like, I want to greet you. Let's see, that's nice. And then usually like if I have something like pressing, then I'll send it. Yes, that is true. But if not, then I'm just saying good morning and then... Then I'll just see what where our text messages go from there. I don't know. I, I don't think I have an agenda when I just like. No, and I don't think you do either. I feel like I am a greeter. Yeah. No, because you're nice. And that's no. literally. No, that's literally why, what I'm saying to you. Like, I will wake up and be like, I had this dream. I need to tell her right now. And I'll text you like this thing. And then I literally am like, I did not greet her. I am the but, devil. But I don't even read into that. Like if if a person doesn't greet me, I'm not like, well, good morning to you too. I'm not <laughs> at all like that. I just think that like my initial is like to greet and then because Go I just want to say hi. Yeah. And it's really nothing more than that. So our last quality, if mm-hmm. you will, is vulnerability, which I obviously took from your definition of a true friend. What it means to you, vulnerability is a big, big part of that. So yeah. You probably could never create or have a true friendship with someone that wasn't willing to be vulnerable with you or you didn't feel safe enough being vulnerable with them. Yeah, 100%. I don't see the point in prioritizing a person if you're not being your authentic self with them. Mm -hmm. You're not letting them in. They're not letting you in. What is the point? Time is valuable and I do not want to spend my time fussing with a person Mm -hmm. that isn't on that level. That's fair. Cause that's absolutely true. Like why waste, especially for you, like being a mom, you could be doing other things or doing things with your husband or your children. And you're like, I'm spending my time with this person that literally just keeps me at the surface. I also think a lot of it has to do with me, like not really loving social situations. Mm. Like I feel like I have some slight social anxiety. Like I don't like small talk. I don't like being put into a room with someone that I don't know well. I don't thrive in those situations. I just don't. I never have. And so I feel like I don't want to give someone my time and energy unless like we've developed some kind of relationship, friendship where 
I don't have to clean my house before you come over. Mm-hmm. I don't have to, I don't know, like, you know where my fridge is, go get a water. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it's, it's very much, and maybe that's just me as a person. Like, I don't want to say that I'm closed off because I don't think I'm a closed off person, but I really, I'm very intentional on who I spend my time with. Mm-hmm. And it's the same group of people. What about you? What does vulnerability mean for you in a friendship? (laughs) (laughs) I definitely think kind of what you said earlier about being a true friend, like being your authentic self and not being afraid to be judged by that person to just express pretty much any emotion that comes to mind. But I feel like if we're being honest, you and I can 100% work on that with each other. Our vulnerability. Yeah. Yeah. Because like in the situation you brought up earlier, it would have been very real for you to be like, I'm feeling very out of control in this situation and it's triggering me. And like, can I just have the fucking computer? You know what I mean? And I probably would have been like 100% go ahead. Yeah. And you're right because vulnerability is such like a wide, it could be, have such a big definition of what it means, right? Where in my head, I think I look at it as to like really the sad times or the hard times, that's when you're going to be your most vulnerable. That's what I think in my head. True. So, but you're right. Exactly what you said. That's completely accurate. I just have a different idea of it. Yeah. You think of it more as like being honest and communicating, which I feel like that's why these three like resonated so much with us because they all go so much hand in hand. Mm -hmm. Like in your quality time, the communication has to be on point and you have to be able to be vulnerable when it's appropriate. Vulnerability, I feel like with you and I, we've kind of had really good times of vulnerability and other times where we aren't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that that's like completely normal. But I feel like if we're talking honestly about these three in relation to our friendship, I feel like this is, might be the one where we could work on the most. Let's work on it. Yeah. And I, you know, I have no problem. I feel like all I ever do is just like spill my guts out to you. And you're like, <sighs> okay, I receive it. <laughs> Maybe it's because I felt like for so long, for a couple of years, it was constantly me doing the talking and being vulnerable yeah. where I feel like now maybe we've come out of that a little bit. So it's okay. Like, I'm like, talk to me, like, let me make up for all the times you had to sit and listen to me. I mean, maybe, but I feel like through the tough times and the things that, you know, we've gone through respectively and gone through together, I feel like that has made us closer. A hundred percent. So like the level of vulnerability, I feel like because I, we've seen each other at such low points of our life, it kind of has taken the veil off of like, Mm -hmm. it's so much easier to be like, I've seen you at your actual worst. So like nothing you can do will ever scare me. Right. So just, just do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not, not welcoming that part of you anymore. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be the worst thing that's ever happened to you. It could literally be like, Exactly like what I said, like in situations where like maybe we're irritated or something is triggering us, like it would be very, yeah, just be like, I don't know why I'm triggered right now, but I'm irritated and I don't want to be. So like, can we fix it? Mm -hmm. Or can I just have a minute to like get out of this ugly feeling I'm feeling? Because I've done that. Like, I think recently since I've quit my job, like I've been home, I've been home a lot with my husband 
And in a lot of ways, I feel like it's been really good for us because we have so much more time together. And then when I am, you know, when I was working and I was unhappy, like I would come home and I would be irritated all the time. And I felt like I just pent it. I kept it inside and I was never vulnerable about it because it like, I didn't want to hear the same bullshit answers. I didn't want him to try to fix it. I didn't, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I was like in a very down and ugly place for myself. And now that like, I don't have a job, like I've just been so much more vulnerable and honest, like in the moment or even like thereafter. And I'll just like, I'll just say what I'm feeling and like, whether you like it or not, like if I'm triggered by something, I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to do it because like, it just makes the most sense to be vulnerable with the people that you trust the most. Mm -hmm. Do you think that you grew up in an environment or a household that like welcomed the vulnerability? No. Yeah. See, I don't think I did either. No, 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 no. Sorry, family, if you're listening to this, but we have never been vulnerable with each other. No. In fact, it's so much so that like for a long time, like my dad and my older sister were probably the only people that I ever hugged. Mm. And like, I know that that's like physical touch and stuff, but like that is a level of vulnerability. Yes. And like my own recollection of like no one with the exception of my dad, because my dad is like a touchy, lovey yes. person. Yes. I don't remember anyone but my dad telling me that he loved me when I was little. Mm-hmm. So like, no. And it was like, if you had an emotion, if you like felt a certain way, like no, it I wasn't accepted. It wasn't yeah. like embraced. You couldn't just say how you felt because if it was disrespectful, you were in trouble. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I really struggle with that with my own kids of like, I am triggered the majority of my day. I'm overwhelmed and overstimulated the majority of my day. And I'm trying to fight those feelings of allowing them to be vulnerable and open and embracing that without being triggered of like, this is bad behavior, whatever it mm-hmm. may be. I'm sorry. I'm kind of switching the topic here. No, we were not vulnerable. Yeah. I have thought about that a lot within the last few years and with myself and like my family. And I do remember people saying like, I love you. And I know my parents loved us, but I don't ever recall like, you know, you see on TV and it's like the nighttime tuck-ins. I love you. Good night. Like, I don't remember that. And I also feel like I'm wondering if that's probably why it's so hard. Like as adults, like my sisters and I are not like, love you thinking about you. Oh my gosh, God forbid. Like Samantha, my youngest sister and I like will hug each other but not like, oh my gosh, you're here. Hug. No, that's awkward. But like, come a here. side pat situation. I want to give you a girl, just like squeeze her. Cause I think of her as like the little girl that I used to like, you know, she was like my little baby doll. But Lexi God, no, not happening. My dad's mom, my Lita was very affectionate, very loving and touch. Like my favorite memories of her just sitting next to her and holding her hand. And that's just so like cute. what I remember. Yeah. yeah. And that's how she was. Like she always told you she loved you and that she missed you and like mm-hmm. all that stuff. And like, I feel like that is the reason that my dad is the way that he is. Mm-hmm. And my mom, complete opposite. Like her parents weren't lovey, like all that kind of stuff. And I don't recall my mom being lovey like that. It was my dad. I mean, and not, you know, that's, you are the way you're raised and all of that. And I understand that, but like that does translate into your relationships and Mm -hmm. your friendships. And so, yeah, that's probably why we find it so difficult to like be raw and vulnerable because you're told at a young age that those feelings are like not welcome to come out. Yeah. Or at least just not 
I, don't, I was never told they weren't welcomed or it wasn't allowed. It was just not like a thing we learned to do. But like, were you told to stop crying? Like, were you told stop crying? It's not a big deal. Yeah. And I do that now too, because I'm like, well, I'm not going to make a situation worse. I'm like, okay, you didn't actually hurt yourself. Whoever you are, that didn't, you stubbed your toe. Like, let's yeah. not, yes, it does hurt you, but we're not going to cry about it. Yeah. I was definitely like, okay, you're fine. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Don't worry. It's going to be fine. Get up and try again. Yeah. Like, it's all it's okay. Yeah. And I feel like that's how you can, well, at least for me, I feel like I can see like the change in the culture and society of like the wave of gentle parenting mm-hmm. and the wave of like really like just pouring love and respect into your children so that when they grow up, you know, they're independent, kind, strong, capable human beings on their own. They're not people pleasers. They're not this. They're not that, you know, and like, that's what you strive for your kids to be nothing like you, you know, at least I do. And so, but yeah, like the vulnerability piece really plays into it. You and I might, you know, we've been friends for over 25 years. It is hard sometimes for us to be vulnerable with each other, not apologize for it. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause like, I know I've been in situations where I start crying and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why am I apologizing to you in the moment where I'm just letting you into something that you're not telling me that I should feel sorry about it? Yeah. In fact, I think if either of us have ever had those like big emotions and we equally are like, oh, I'm sorry. The other one is always like, it's fine. Like stop apologizing. Yeah. I'm not judging you. Like let it out. Yeah. I feel like you can't just be vulnerable out of the blue. No, you, you definitely have to feel comfortable with the person. But I mean, yeah, but I'm saying like right now, if you and I were just sitting, I wouldn't just be like, (gasps) and just start crying or like something like that. I would be, I would probably try to set it up. Like, look, like I've, I'm really suffering or I'm really this or that. Mm -hmm. Like, can we talk about it? Or, oh my God, this happened. And then emotion and vulnerability come from it. Yes. But I don't think I could just be like, yeah, no, I agree. Like you have to set up the, and I'm not saying set up the conversation, like you have to have it staged, but it's going to come from somewhere. It's not just going to be me outwardly crying. Like you're going to know like, okay, she's had a rough day or yeah, she's already told me she's feeling some kind of way. And that's why we are in this place we are right now. And that's us. Yeah. Like there, I'm sure you that, you know, and other friendships, they would be completely open to just like wailing at each other. Like as soon as you open the door, I mean, that's just not us, but I will tell you what I need. That way you can read where this is going. <laughs> yeah. And I also feel like too, I don't think I would ever feel comfortable being vulnerable with someone that has never been vulnerable with me. True. Oh, yeah. So, like, if I do it once, that's obviously, like, okay. But if they're never going to, like, reciprocate again, and I'm not saying, like, you have to, I guess, but I just feel like at that point, I'd be like, well, I couldn't have another breakdown or feel some kind of way because are they even receptive to this? Yeah, because then you feel like you're giving, 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 giving and not getting anything back. And not that you want someone to have a moment like that or, like, to have to be vulnerable. And we're just speaking merely on like bad things that happen or like negative emotions Mm -hmm. and stuff. Obviously there's vulnerabilities of all kinds in those situations. I know if I had been like really vulnerable with you a bunch of times and you had never been with me, I would be like, if she's not sharing this part or, you know, 
isn't vulnerable with me? Is she judging me for mine? Exactly. And it would make me so much more standoffish. Yeah. But like, it's so much easier to be like, you know what? Even if I've been this kind of way 10 times and she's only been at four or five, she's still shown me that part of her. Yeah. So I know she's not going to judge it. Right. Yeah. And I think that's a big part, like not feeling judged in order to feel like you can be vulnerable. Yeah. That's the huge piece. Mm -hmm. There are only a few people that I can be vulnerable with. And you're definitely the top, like the most, the person I can be the most vulnerable with. And then like maybe one or two people after. Yeah. I don't have many. Yeah. It's probably not people in my, I mean, like not my siblings. That's for sure. I could be vulnerable with my siblings, but I don't not feel judged. Yeah. Okay. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think at least in my house, like my siblings, my sisters are more similar, I think, than they realize to each other. And I'm like a very opposite. I don't want to say very opposite, but I'm much different than that. And also like I went to school as a psychology major, like that type of thing has always been, I'm okay expressing emotion when I need to, or I believe in therapy. Like they would never step foot in a therapist's office, I don't think. Yeah. And like to them, I think a lot of time emotion is like, ew, like why? I will say like Lexi has said, she's a very empathetic person. She kind of feeds off people's emotions. So if someone is crying or upset, that's kind of in turn how she will be. Right. But it's like, I never, like, I'm not going to come into a room and like cry because I feel like, oh, they're going to be like, what is wrong with you? Or not say anything, just Uh, leave. And then I'm like, okay. Yeah. Leave me with my emotions then. Yeah. I feel like there's definitely a balance because when someone's being vulnerable with you, it depends on the situation, but like, you can't just sit there and cry with them if it's not warranted. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like you have to be there to be the receiving end and, you know, to validate them and all of that stuff instead of taking on their same energy and just mm-hmm. making it then about you. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, vulnerability is definitely tricky, but I, I don't think I could have a friendship, a true friendship without it. Oh, I agree. Because then it's just surface level to me. You're not going any deeper. I don't got time for that. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Now that we have laid out how we've grown our friendship based off of communication, quality time, and vulnerability, mm-hmm. like and follow and heart everything on this podcast because we mm-hmm. will like that mm-hmm. 100%. We will love, love it. it. Love. We will not judge the thumbs up on this one. And comment like what qualities you think really help grow a friendship. Yeah, because honestly, we're genuinely curious. Like, what is it that you think makes your friendships work in your life? Yeah. And I feel like whatever answers you might have, because I'm sure there's like some really good stuff that we haven't even thought of that we could, you know, explore in the future. Yeah. So thank you for listening today and be sure to subscribe to know when our new episodes go live and follow us on Instagram for the latest news. Love you. Love ya.